Here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week's topic, spoiler alert, leadership. You'll never guess what. Uh, this week, we're talking specifically about how you are a leader, okay? Even if you say you're not. If you say you're not, guess what? Stop doing that. So check out the blog at aboveaverageleadership.com as always. Big stuff to talk about, though. Um, get to announce it right here for the first time in the world. Jess's website, teamhopelifters.com, is live today as this hits your ear it is live so be sure to check that out uh it's awesome i mean what she's doing is building building like an epic community for ladies so if you've got one in your life definitely push them at teamhopelifters.com direction if you don't have one in your life get one and then push them to teamhopelifters.com so please check that out and as always uh follow on instagram follow on facebook follow on twitter all that good stuff you can find me, Travis Crutcher. I don't hide. And uh, check out the blog. It's going to be awesome. And as always, keep your eyes peeled on Friday for the video that is coming your way. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, Jerry. Go and drop level. All right, here we go. Here we are. We're back. We're both here. Both of us. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving week. Right. It was bananas. <laughs> that's yeah, bananas. That's pretty much sums it up. Yeah, we didn't make anything with bananas. No. But that's not a Thanksgiving thing. That is not. It might be. I don't know. Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean it Thanksgiving. On where you live. Do they celebrate the same way? Doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> I mean, really, almost less than nothing. Almost less than nothing. What we're talking about this week is ba -ba 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 -ba, leadership. Leadership. Weird. <laughs> so bananas. Um, More bananas. All the bananas. <laughs> a a whole bunch. <laughs> Ooh, that was bad. Dad joke. All right. But, so of course there was the blog. Yes. Uh, at the old above average leadership dot com. That's right. You should definitely go read it. Yeah, definitely go read it. Um, but the the point is. You know, I and it, this is true. Like in every walk of life I've been in, and every occupation I've been in, and anybody I talk to, yeah. when I'm like, "Yeah, but as a leader, or as a leader, as a leader," you right. know, I love to start sentences, learning right. points as, as a leader, as a leader. And so many times we're like, "But I'm not a leader." Right. They right. They you see their eyes kind of glaze over, and they're like, "Right, but I don't have people that I lead." And the, the peculiar part is that person then doesn't understand why the veins in my neck immediately bulge. <laughs> right. And I feel bad for him because they're like, uh-oh. Right. right. I've this, done something wrong. This is about to get uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's because it, there's so many things about saying I'm not a leader that bother me. And it's always, I'm not a leader, I'm just an ex. Right. <laughs> oh, oh there's hurts. so many parts of that. It hurts my heart. Yeah. Because the first part is, you know, take it from the back to the front. It's, I'm just an ex. Right. Like, you are not just anything. Right. Don't ever, like, forget that there's a show. Just hear these things right now. Don't ever shortchange who you are, where you are, and what you're doing, ever. Ever. Yeah. Like, you know, something my old man used to tell me, and it resonates in my head, and I'm going to use, use a slightly explicitive word here, but I need to. Because mm -hmm. it's his word, so it's a quote. Okay. 
But he would always tell me, like, you know, you need to be willing to shovel shit without a shovel and be the best shit shoveler out there. Right. Right? (laughs) And, yeah, it's funny, but what, what he was saying is, like, hard work, good. Yes. Right? Right. And be the best. Right. At whatever it is. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, like, don't shortchange it. Right. And... And with that, that idea that you're not a leader, it drives me crazy Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't get to pick that. (laughs) Right. You don't know that you're not a leader. Right. And the point I say in the vlog, and then we're just going to really dive into it, is like someone's always watching. Mm -hmm. Someone is always watching what you're doing. And there's two types of watchers. We can break it down into two types of watchers. There's the ones watching you. To catch you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the minority. Yes, I agree. And then there's a much larger group of people that are watching you and taking diligent notes on how to do what you do. Right. Watching out of the hope to emulate. Right. Because if they, if you're that first example that my old manager say, but you're the best at that. Right. That brand new guy who's got a shovel is mm-hmm. trying to catch up to you. Exactly. He's trying to figure out how you do it so well. Right. Well, and not only that, but you have escalated that position to something that's desirable for someone else. And look, maybe, look, be honest. Maybe the job sucks. Maybe you hate that job. All right. But you've been there five years. Mm -hmm. And to that day one person, just the fact that you've been gainfully employed for five years because they've been laid off four times in the last six months. The fact that there's a possibility to stay here for five years. Right. Just to hold on to job security long enough. You're now their leader. How do I do that? How do I stay here five years? What does it take to be valuable enough to not get laid off again? Right. Right. I think and that's the thing is that leading is not positional. Leading is humaning. <laughs> I mean, and how you human. And, and how you human. Right. I mean, you know, what? We'll come back to the the business world here in a minute, but well, let's touch on it now a little bit. Look, I, I say all the time the analogy about you can't you can't lead through email, right. right? And it's because you know so many times you'll I'll have a client who's whatever executive level person, and they'll start unloading their problem set on me, and they'll when we start unboxing the work side of things, it's like my, you know sometimes you'll hear like my employees are lazy, my employees don't listen they're not open to criticism they're not these things right Mm -hmm. and then i'll spend just like a few hours watching them in their environment right how they conduct themselves and i'll go well yeah the it's like that old drug commercial from the 90s i learned it by watching you right i mean (laughs) that's because they see you right with your feet on your desk right not listening to them when they say this is going wrong. Here's why you're not open to criticism. You're not open to receiving information right. and you're sitting on your butt all day. And yeah, I got it. You might be working on a spreadsheet, but that's not what they see. Right. Right. They just see you disappearing into your office and not handling any of the problems that they've brought to you with the confidence that you're going to do something about it. And it's that idea that someone's always watching. Mm-hmm. Like you don't as a, as that individual, like, and for the folks that I'm talking about, like, they know who they are, like, and we've had, we've worked through it. Right. They had no idea that was the message they were sending right. to their people. Right. They were very focused with their blinders on, do my job, do my job, do my job. Right. And this is part of my job, being in my office, being behind the computer, or whatever it was that was taking them away from their people. They didn't realize that their people need them. They need to be led. And it, 
And the other thing to illustrate with that example is like the inches matter, right? Right. So look, just because you've got a desk that you could put your feet on and it's your desk and no one's going to stop you, that nonverbal is sending such a massive communication to anyone who sees it. Right. And it, that will generate a complacent, lackadaisical environment mm-hmm. that you never intended on. It's just because you want to throw your feet up for a second because you're out there grinding. I get it, man. Right. But right. the perception is, oh, this is chill time. This is a chill spot. Right. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with a little chill at work. That's not what I'm saying. But, no. you know, if, if that's the vibe that they're getting based off of the example you're setting, then don't go reeling backwards and surprise when everyone's in chill mode all day. Right. Right. Or there's a, a lack of respect that's thrown your way because right. they feel like you just come and hang out. And, you know, and, and I can, I'll speak to the opposite side of the feet on the desk thing, too, because to, to illustrate the power it really has. It sounds so silly, like the, to use that example. But like when I would counsel soldiers, right, mm-hmm. who were coming to me with a problem. Right. I'm like the authority. Right. And not in the I'm the expert way. Like I'm the I'm the guy who can send you to jail if right. I want to. Right, authority <laughs> with the scary connotation right. attached to it. Like best case scenario, you're going to get real tired. Right. Worst case scenario, you go home. You right. know, right with dishonorable discharge. Like it's not good. Right. And so because of that that knowledge of who I was in in the process, when they came to me, it, they were nervous. Mm-hmm. And I would do the foot on the desk move on purpose. Right. Because I knew it would lower the anxiety. We're chilling. We're just right. relaxing. We're just here to chat. It creates an instant comfort level when you change your posture to comfort that allows for a different kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing that every day, you're going to get that real chill, real open, we're just boys kind of behavior. Right. Right. You you do lose some of the power when that is how you're putting out all your information is kicked back in your chair with your feet on the desk. Like, this is a suggestion. It'd be, it'd be real cool if you would do this right, for me. Right. <laughs> but that's not the message that they're and trying look, to say. I had it where, you know, that person who was in there and I had to throw my feet up and chill mm-hmm. and get the information and work through the issue. Right. Next morning, I'm in front of them like, hey, what's up? I'm like, and I, I would even pull out because I knew what caused that. I go, do am I kicking it right out my feet on my desk guy are we buddies are we boys and they're like ah crap yeah exactly (laughs) like time and place and you can use all that stuff to your benefit yes but if it's your norm right you're generating an environment that you don't want right your your body language as a leader speaks volumes so that that is one thing in i was going to say the workplace but really everywhere your body language says a lot about what's about to happen. It, it is. <laughs> it hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> how unaware of nonverbal communication most human beings are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were growing up, it was taught in school. Yes. Nonverbal communication was actually taught. Right. And then even in college, mm-hmm. like when you would take interpersonal skills or interpersonal communication or even public speaking. Right. They would talk about nonverbals. Right. Well, you know, the crazy thing, even, I mean, even a step lower than that, when I was in elementary school, we did a whole chunk on, like, you know, the appropriate way to write a letter and how to answer a phone, sure, how to answer your own door at the house, you know, how you would greet people, how you, you know, and and now no one comes to the door. They text you from the driveway. Right. I'm here, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Come on out. I mean, good luck. 
Right. Like, you try and date one of my daughters with that madness. Right. But, you know, all that stuff matters. And, it, it, again, it doesn't matter your position. Like, I'm using those clients as an example because they're irritated at the result. They're pointing out to me the result because they know their leaders. Right. Um, but it's the same, you know, well, let's take it completely out of business. Mm-hmm. We always have a tendency to do this. I do a little right. bit in the blog. As a parent. Yes. Right? Everyone's like, you know, you, you've you been mom mm-hmm. for 15 years. Right. And you kind of get stuck in that mom mindset mm-hmm. and you forget about the the overwhelming responsibility that you've really got. Right. Um, and it's easy for dad. When I was in the army still, I'm gone all the time <laughs> and I get to stick my head in and be in charge and then I bounce back out again. <laughs> and everyone expects me to come in and be in charge and then leave again. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, it's temporary. We'll go back to madness here in a minute. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, so they smile and nod and, and pretend that I matter. Oh, jeez. Come but, on. <laughs> you know, when you're in that environment, it's you you quit looking at yourself as a leader. Right. Because you're in the tribe. Right. You know? And, and I think there's a lot of, you're, you know, besides... Besides being to be in the tribe and be accepted by everyone. (laughs) You got to smell right, you know. (laughs) But you're also exhausted a lot of the time. Sure. (laughs) And you forget that there are little eyes that are watching, that are figuring out how, when they're a parent, how How they're going to do it. Or, you know, they had a conflict with a friend. Well, when there was a conflict at the house, this is how we walked through it with my mom and my sister and my brother. And, and you know, you, you, it's just like in the workplace too, like you forget to give the other conscious functioning human in the room credit that they can critically think and realize what's happening. You know, like you're the only smart person in the room. No one understands me. I'm the wind baby. But, but even with your kiddos, like it's so quick to be this. Oh, they, you don't even think that they're going to understand Right. Whatever nuanced thing it is that you've done. But our kids are ninjas. Mm-hmm. And every one of them, like, to the syllable and inflection. Yes. Know when you're annoyed. Right. Know when you're being silly. Know when you're being serious. Right. And they have got your little isms. Every yes. verbiage that you use. Yes. Is, like, auto like right. automatic. Memorized. The thing is, just if you think back to your own childhood, you knew when you were on the bubble with your mom, and if you could just find the right funny thing to say, it would be okay. Or if you could just do the the chore that she hated the most, right. then you could rein it back in, and it would whatever I, it was would be all right. I knew when I was in trouble, <laughs> and the only thing that changed year to year was the number that came after it. <laughs> And it was. It started with you know whatever. I my first recollection of it was like, son, I'm 55 years old. Son, I'm 56 years old. Son, I'm 57 years old. That right. that means like I know I'm getting ready to be told nothing I have to say is correct or valid and shut up in color, right? right? <laughs> so right. my my favorite and you you and I joke about this one, but it it all plays into it is. Um, Son, I love all my kids, but... <laughs> and that was how I knew he was getting ready to trash talk one of the others. That's right. Every, everybody has their little telltale things that they And I do. knew which one of the... Which of six, which two he was going to talk about every time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I digress. But the point is, you know, you, you are being watched. You are yes. leading something because when we're talking about kids, like how, how frustrating is it? And we've both done it. Everyone does it mm. with their kids, and they you do it with your 
employees or your peers, your coworkers, whatever it is, where you're like, you shouldn't do that. And before you can blink two times, like, yeah, but you do whatever. And you're like, crap. Like, oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> like it, but but it's hardly ever your first reaction to go, oh, you're right, and I should work on that. No, no, no. Because humans are dumb. Right. Most we of go, the time you go, yeah, I'm the mom, right. and I do what I want. Thank you very much. I'm an much. adult. <laughs> you do what I say. Right. I'm a bigger person. You little person. It doesn't right. work. No, it doesn't. Not in, not in leadership. Not in most qualities that you're looking not for. Not in the world. Right. That, that are desirable qualities. I mean, you know, take it. 20 years down the road for that kiddo who just learned that lesson that, oh, well, if you're in a position of authority, you just bully the other person into submission right. and they can do whatever they want. Oh, so it's everywhere you go is a dictatorship. Right. And then if they're in a position of authority, now they're this tyrannical leader that mm. everyone hates. Right. And you've just made the system more toxic. Thanks right. a lot, Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but the point is you're always being watched. Right. And... You know, again, life's tricky anyway, yes, right? There's a lot to think about. Yeah. But, and I don't want to make it sound overwhelming, <laughs> but I can really sum it up. Okay. The first step is, and it doesn't mean I'm going to let you guys stop at 15 minutes. We're not done. <laughs> but I can sum up my thoughts on it mm-hmm. is that, you know, whether you believe it or not, you are a leader. Somewhere to someone in some capacity, they are watching you as their example of success or whatever they're striving to be like you're, and maybe you're not the all encompassing thing, but part of what you do, they want to, they want to glom onto, they want to make that how they are too. Right. Um, and so you have to be intentional with it. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know. Right. You, you. The leadership hat is one you put on and you don't ever get to take it off. Right. And so if we can just. Get that hard part out of the way. Get that like self-limiting, I'm just a whatever, gone brain. from your brain. Yeah. Except to someone somewhere you are a leader. Then for me, it's pretty simple. And that's, okay, so if I am a leader to someone somewhere in some capacity, then I need to be the leader I'd want to follow. Yeah. Yep. And that's where the work comes in. Right. Right? Because it's not just, oh, be a cool dude. I can tell you, like, when I was a newly promoted sergeant, E5, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I learned a lot about leadership from examples, great examples, yes. you know? Yeah. I mean, I some demigods on the list, right? Right. But, but when I got promoted, the first thing you think of once you're in a position of stories, I'm going to make it cool. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to make right. it fun. You're going to love coming to work. Right. Think of every student council speech you ever heard in right. middle school. Chocolate milk in the water fountains. Right. It's going to be awesome. Right. No homework. And you can chew gum. Run in the hall. And, right. And then within you know three days when it turns right. into Lord of the Flies, you're like, oh, that was dumb. I I'm see. stupid. This was a bad plan. Right. So you have to really, to be the type of leader you'd want to follow. Right. You've got to do some real, like, moral inventory about what what are those qualities. It's not really chocolate milk in the water fountains, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is it really? Right. <laughs> right. Because right. you are being watched, and it makes a difference. And it, it doesn't necessarily work out for the people that are coming up after you. To go, okay, they did chocolate milk in the water fountain. Right. So I'm going to do soda in the water fountain. Ooh. <laughs> but then you got to run into like, okay, how do we get the airlines 
Right. For the carbonation. Like, there's a lot of moving pieces That's to a that. lot of fundraising for a middle school. Your mouth might be overloading your ass on that one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> but it's true, you know? Like, right. you, you're always chasing that next cooler thing instead of just coming up with, like, what are your rules for governing? Right. And what's important to you? If you were... And so, I'm going to add the last little piece to that. That And I've said it before in other things, you know, like when we talk about if you want to do something, the first person you convince is yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm going to modify that a bit. And something I've said recently on something else is like, um, you, you have to lead yourself first. Yeah. And you'll never yeah. know what kind of leader you want to be led by unless you can do that, you know, sua sponte of your own accord and right. go, hey, you know what? Like, I want to be morally right. Right. I want to be courageous in the face of adversity. I like. I would follow these things. List out those things to follow, and then start being them. Exactly. I think. I think that's the the biggest thing that ties into leadership, as far as a quality goes, would would be integrity. Because whether you know it or not, tell me more, lady. <laughs> whether you know it or not, you are being watched, and even if it's only through your own eyes that you are replaying your day and you look back and go that was bad right the thing is is you can either brush that under the rug or you can you know deal with it head on the next time and that you run into that person and say look i dealt with you x y and z or with your kids i cannot even count the number of times particularly with our son who hmm. sends me into the red hmm. <laughs> on the regular he is passionate <laughs> yes, that one he is but i cannot even count the number of times i have gone back to him and said i stand by what i say as far as you know whatever the consequence right. whatever the punishment all of that but i should have been mature enough <laughs> yeah, no. To he and I have been there. <laughs> right? I should have been mature enough to check my emotion and handle it this way instead right. of instead of screaming like the wild mom banshee. I should have taken a minute, or you know, whatever it is. There, you have to have the integrity to be a leader. And and the, you know, a huge part of that integrity, just like you're saying, is owning your screw-ups we've talked about it before right. and i'll i'll use the little the little angel clown as an example too <laughs> like for those of you who don't know me personally who are listening to this show i am a testosterone fueled human being right um <laughs> i come from a very testosterone driven past right. everything is right. super aggro yeah alpha dad sure <laughs> and so my knee jerk to his shenanigans, mm-hmm. sometimes is oh we're doing grown stuff. Right. Let's rock. Right. But right. I have to, and I, <laughs> I've gotten really good at checking in the moment. Yes. But there have been a few times where I'm like, hey, look, like right. you're still wrong, as like you know most of what you witness on Galapagos, like nothing you did <laughs> made sense. Right. <laughs> However, my approach to pointing that out may have been slightly skewed. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe a little left of center of how I would have liked to approach it. Right. Doesn't make me wrong. Makes the delivery wrong. Right. But right. In it, essence, it was correct. <laughs> but it's important because you're pointing out 
so many things. One, you can take ownership of a screw up. Two, you're you have integrity. And three, you're showing acknowledgement of flawed communication. Right. You are aware. I think that's part of it too. Is you're you're aware of what their what their issue was, what their complaint was, why they did what they did, and you've made yourself very clear on you know how you're responding right. to that. And when you can get that communication to function well, the the leading part of it comes along much easier when we're all in the same same path of understanding. And think about the times in your life where there's been that leader that you look up to or you're aspiring to be like, and they've hit you with some humility. Right. That Then the humility it takes to admit handling the situation poorly, which could have done it better, highlight what was wrong, illustrate how to do it better, and take the ownership of the screw-up, the lessons that you learn in those instances are, like, seared. Yes. They create brand-new neural pathways, and you never, ever forget it. Right. Well, it's like something crazy happens, because in the midst of whatever the screw-up is, there's something really great that's come out of it. Right. And, you know, you you the feeling that that creates, you just don't want to lose. So, you know, the other thing, like, when you're... You're looking big picture, going back to the idea of like being the leader you want to be, which is mm-hmm. kind of the 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 common theme of all of it is like when you when you start really taking that inventory of what you want to do mm-hmm. and convincing yourself first that that's right. who you're going to be, mm-hmm. you're going to get so much better at it. Right. Like <laughs> you're gonna because that that mental like that internal conversation that you have with yourself that takes milliseconds before you open the mouth right. and stupid falls out. Mm. <laughs> you know, that quick, hey dummy, that little nudge from the you you want to be right. that's inside trying to beat up the stupid version of you that's getting in the way. Right. It's going to go, hey stupid, don't say that. And you're going to be like, oh, what should I say, new me? <laughs> what What should I say, guy I'd want to follow? And he's like, say this instead. Oh, right. that's better. Right. But you have to be intentional. You have to make this part of your thoughts you know like and and that's the thing everyone oh well, that sounds like a lot it's it's not it's really not <laughs> i mean it sounds easy but i'm like it's not hard but it's not it's it's like we talk about with almost everything mm-hmm. and it's one of the best parts about being a human being on the planet is you just get to pick right just pick like no i i've acknowledged the fact that to someone somewhere i'm the leader mm-hmm. the only way to be good at that is to live by the tenets of who I'd want to follow. Right. So start being that person. Right. Right. Make yourself a list. What Check qualities... it twice. <laughs> Tis the season. That's right. Hashtag what, Holly Jolly. What qualities are important to you? What qualities do you naturally have? And what qualities do you need to work on? And, you know, like, for me, I, I have a very set in stone, like, double etched I've had it bronzed and then you know like that list is there right (laughs) and it was developed over many years in crazy situations sometimes austerior environments like Mm -hmm. that's the list it is it exists it will never go away right the only thing on my list that's weird is the top (laughs) two spots and they fight for position all the time because and I've I've had other leaders like that I know pose the question of these five leadership traits, which one is the most important? And they screwed me because they put integrity and humility on the list. Mm. Well, I don't know which one to tell you. 
Okay? I'd love to say integrity is the easy answer. But, man, humility in a leader is so powerful. Yes. And it's one of those things, like... I think if you want to make the list really complicated, you throw justice in there, too. No, I can't. That's too much. That's right. His eyes are bulging. I like to believe if you marry up integrity and humility together, you'll find justice. But, but yes, fairness is super important. Right. And it's one of those things where, like, okay, so if I, if I know those are my top two things, you know, that's... It's going to help me live my life. Mm-hmm. And... Every single interaction, again, so think about, again, we've acknowledged we are a leader, so quit yes. bringing it up. Right. Someone out there is like, but I'm still, nope, hush now, hush child, you are a leader. You are a leader. Um, think about the leaders that you've had in your life, or the people, even if that you didn't think of them as a leader, they're just some cocky jerk that you know. Right. Did you go, I want to be just like them? <laughs> No. No. You might have wanted their car or their girlfriend or their <laughs> shoes. Right. Right. But you could make a list of the things that they did that were unappealing. It was usually like, I want all this stuff, but just not be a jerk. Right. <laughs> right? Right. But you can do the same thing for yourself. You know, we, you know, as, as nice as we like to talk about ourselves, sometimes we all have a, a long list of things that need improvement or qualities that we wish we we didn't necessarily possess. And somebody who knew me as a drill sergeant is probably listening to this. Like, what are you talking about? You're one of the cockiest people I ever met. Negative ghost writer. That's convinced. Okay, there's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's a part you got to play. That's part of the job, man. Come right. on. <laughs> right. You all knew me during mail time. I'm pretty right. humble. Right. <laughs> um, but you, you, that's a great example, too, though. Like, as a drill sergeant, mm-hmm. you've got to be the guy. Yes. Like, especially Phil Day. Whew. Yeah. You've got to be all the terror. Yeah. And, or at least you think you do. Right. But, you know, even in my first two cycles, and I've talked about this on the show before, where, like, I was a nightmare. I was Mm. the worst. I was all the worst parts of the Bible put into human form. Right. With a scary hat. That I had intentionally (laughs) treated with, like, polyurethane so it could, like. This is true. It's a fact. I could stand on it. (laughs) Right. And it wouldn't collapse. Did not bend at all. That sucker was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you're this thing. Right. And even in this thing, like when it was go time, like time to teach, time to coach, train, mentor these guys, mm-hmm. all that went out the window. Right. It was get in here. Let's be people. Let's make sure we get this. Let Joel Sarton, whatever. <sighs> Brother, I don't know. That's a yeah. crazy question. Right. Let's see if we can find the answer. Like, I don't know from a leader. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks you can't say that. You lose your power base. Right. Baloney. Right. They're going to go, oh, we're not infallible. Right. But they they admitted not knowing, and they're going to get me an answer. Right. That's huge. Right. No, you only lose your power base if you try to make up some lie on the fly and make it sound, you know, so solid. And I saw drill names. I mean, drill sergeants do that. <laughs> And they failed miserably. Hey, there's the bus, brother. Jump, jump under it. Um, but anyway, like you. So the point is, let's let's not get too deep into the weeds right. on that fella or any other fellas for that matter. But the reality is, like, th- there's a list of qualities out there. Yes. And it wouldn't take you too much effort to reflect a little bit and go, which ones do I have? Which ones do I need to work on? Right. Because someone's watching. Right. And. 
the the coolest part about the not knowing who's watching is the ones that five years later tell you. Right. And it's good news. Right. Hey, I watched you, and you always had such a good attitude, even when even when the work was a bummer. But you inspired the rest of us to keep going and push through and work hard and keep our attitudes good. And and now I've progressed because right. they noticed that I inherited that good attitude. And I mean, I just told you a story about my old man. Right. Something he said, and my first memory of it is probably 34 years ago. Right. But I remember it to this day. Right. That lesson, right. that example. Very clear. Yeah. There forever. Mm. And it, when it flew out of his mouth, it was because you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> but my little ears heard it as a life lesson mm-hmm. that I'm going to apply to the next 34 years of my life. Right. I think the other thing that I would say about leadership and when you're making these qual- these lists of qualities that you either do or do not possess, you really need to be preparing yourself to lead in all ways. hundred percent. So, so and, and from my perspective as a mom, that's leading my kids when they're kicking and screaming. Right. That's leading them when everything's great and we're having a fun time or we're just having normal time, you know, as, as they're getting older, you know, maybe I feel like I'm running to catch to catch up with them, sure. to know what they know, and to you know have some of the same common experience, so I can continue to lead. But but it has to be from a gentle place sometimes. Right. And it's some it just the leadership is it's so huge. I mean, there's there's so much that it encompasses, but you really have to be prepared. For everything from that you're in tandem and you're running together and it's great to the dragging the toddler down the hallway that's just pitching the worst fit ever. And and like you said, in all ways, and I know like earlier in the conversation you said, you know, sometimes you're just exhausted, right? right. And yeah. so you slip out of your A game. And I'm going to bring up a, a, a real thing that happened mm-hmm. and it illustrates your point to kind of caveat off what you're saying to be prepared to lead in all things. Um, you know, like in my career, my previous career, th- I was prepared. I was prepared to lead them on patrols. I was mm-hmm. prepared to lead them in firefights. I was prepared all these things, like right. through obstacle courses, through, you know, right. learning jujitsu. Any, any let's go kill bad guys thing, right. I could lead you through. Right. Um, and, you know, the Don, yeah. we lost him. Right. And I've got 10 grown men Right. Destroyed. And it was a crappy thing for me, too. Yeah. I lost one of mine. And not... Look, everyone I led was a killer. Everyone I led was a complete rock star. And huge respect for every single soldier I served with. Right. And they all hold a special place in your heart. Justin was just different. Yeah. He was... Like, I was the leader. He was the morale. (laughs) I mean, like, he... Yeah. In all things. Like, when things would suck... You could, he would gauge how bad it sucked and go, okay, I'm going to reenact parts of Star Wars now. Right. And, and look, <laughs> if you didn't know this guy, you missed out. It wasn't just like a little reenactment. Mm-hmm. He's going full on choreographed fight scenes, him versus himself, <laughs> dialogue, sound effects, sound effects, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone would die. Right. Die. We would forget what sucked and just lose. So, like, he was big. Mm -hmm. He was, like, the light of the squad. Right. And when we lost him, I didn't, you know, 
I made it. And I think yeah. in retrospect, I look back on that evening, I did the best I could, man. And I think Absolutely. the guys who were there would vouch for me that yes. I handled the situation really well. But mm, Leading people through grief. That was a tough one. It's very, very difficult. I, I'm Particularly when you're going through it yourself. Right. And, you know, it's not that we hadn't lost folks, right. that deployment. Right. But there are certain ways. But there are particular situations. There are things that change how the, your heart the feels The battalion about is, it. A, is an extended family. Right. And then you narrow it down to that squad, this group of 12 people right. you do everything, everything with. together. That's their brother. Right. And he's gone now. Right. And I'm gonna. And it's so unfair. Right. You know, it's. You just almost can't put it into words. Particularly when the, when you've got your kids now going through the swing between, you know, devastated, don't want to do anything but cry. I watched someone right. cry till their nose bled, man. Right. Like right. this is hard emotion. He switches from that to let's go out into Baghdad and just kill everyone. Right. In like. Right. A blink of an eye. The, just that pure rage like, of, of injustice. And I, you know, I have to be affected and yet emotionless at the same time. Right. Because you have to make good decisions for them because right. they're not making their own good decisions. And I'm not saying that, that situation trumps kicking and screaming kid. What I'm saying is no, no matter where you are, right. you're going to have to lead through the hardest of it and check yourself. Right. That humility has got to come back. Yes. Where right now, how you feel... What you're thinking, what you're going through, it needs to get put on pause to lead these people through, whether right. it's the kids kicking and screaming in the store or down the hall or these 10 guys in the middle of Iraq who just lost their brother. You have to be prepared to lead through the hard. Right. And right. That, that's going to create some baggage. And that's why it's so important to understand what kind of leader you want to be. Mm -hmm. That moral code, that list of five, whatever it is you've made for yourself, because that's your therapy later. Right. To, to be able to reflect on your list and the situation and how you handled it and know, I checked off every one of those today. Right. It helps you live with the hard part. Right. And make it through to wake up and do it again tomorrow. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, didn't mean to, to downer it. <laughs> no, I was no. trying to add to. <laughs> But, you know, it, it is true, and it is important, and so I'm not going to spend too, too much more time on it. I think we've really kind of hit the topic, but big things, man, like, you are a leader, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Whether it's just yourself, whether it's your small family, your large family, in the corporate world, in your own business, in, you know, wherever you are. And, and what's going to make an you a leader to someone can be so nuanced that you don't even know you're doing it. Right. Like, you're all doing volunteer work to clean up a park, and you're whistling. Well, that guy's in charge because he's got a great attitude. Right. People are going to gravitate towards the positivity, and you're in charge now. Right. You're the leader. Right. All you did was, you know... <laughs> you all are welcome. Um, all you did was whistle a little tune, Right. Right. <laughs> had a good attitude about it. Had a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. And now you're the leader. Someone somewhere is watching you. Yep. So knowing that, acknowledging that, be the type of leader you'd want to follow and follow that first. Lead yourself down that that list of things first. Because mm -hmm. they're always watching. They're right. always watching. Right. Anything to add? <laughs> I 
think so. All right. Well, then we will call that one a shorter show, but I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will talk to you next time. That's right. Bye. All right, folks. There you have it. That was the show. As we as I said at the beginning, it's all about leadership, right? You are a leader. I think we've established that. I think we beat that to death during that episode. You are a leader, whether or not you think it or not. Someone is watching what you're doing. So it's a lot. I get it. It's a lot to think about, you know, what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it. And that's why that moral inventory about, you know, leading yourself first. What kind of leader would you want to follow? And being that is kind of the key to unlocking the potential that you've got as a leader, whether you realize you're doing it or not. Uh, like I said at the beginning, go to teamhopelifters.com. I promise you it's live now. I guarantee it. If you sat there for 37 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever that was and listened, I guarantee you it's live now. So check out teamhopelifters.com. Come on, mouth. Check it out. Uh, as always, head over to aboveaverageleadership.com for all things awesome. Check out the blog. Check out the free resources, the five-day resiliency course. Check out the free book. Schedule me to come talk somewhere. Let's do these things. So hope you guys have an awesome week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I will talk to you next time.